0: To what is worthwhile David and Paul will tell you now What crap you can bear And if you don't like that Well, you can go to hell Don't watch that Hey, hey.
1: Hey everybody! Welcome to Hey Watch This. I'm Paul Goble. I'm David Bax. Uh, what's up, David? What's new? What's new? How are you dealing with the heat?
0: Oh man, I was uh, up until
1: about the second before I left my house.
0: I was <laughs> very much considering riding my bike over here because I could use the exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, drove up to Wine Country with my uh, with Mrs. Holly yesterday and did a lot of drinking wine and eating things that aren't good for you. And I was like, sure. I could use I could use some exercise. I did work out this morning, but I was. Could use some exercise And I got all the way To the point of Walking out the front door And I was like Who am I kidding It's wow. 94 degrees and I'm going to Ride my bike All the way
1: To, to Paul's place So I It's I, pretty uh, bad Yeah how are you doing With it um, Well it's, Well that's one of the reasons We got this gate So we could leave this door open And get a cross breeze In the house Okay Because this back part Of the house Gets really really hot Yeah Because uh, there's Like so much So many windows and stuff But You know I grew up in Arizona so, yeah. I mean, the heat bugs me, but I know what to do, you know, so I'm okay. I, it's like as long as there's shade, I generally try not to complain. But if I have to go out and drive around in the heat, that's what I hate. Because well, I, don't, I don't mind that because you got AC in the car, right? Yeah, but I like to have the windows down. Yeah, and you get that. And, you know, and, I don't, and then it stinks in there and, you know, it's dumb. Yeah, let, when let me, I
0: was in high school, because yeah. I liked, I lived in St. Louis. Which, where it gets in that summer, it gets very, very yeah, very humid and hot. Yeah. Um, but I was also a guy who liked to have the windows down. And so I would just blast the AC yeah. and roll down the windows. And in that respect, like that's wasteful. It's bad for Absolutely. the environment. It's yeah. not something I would ever, ever do now. But as a 16, 17 year old, that's what I would do.
1: Yep. I, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> dumb. People who do that are dumb. Um, so. I watched. Uh, first of all, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. Did you ever see the Kingsman? That movie, The Kingsman, with oh, yeah, yeah. Colin Firth. Yes. That fucking movie is way too violent, right?
0: Well, what? I, 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 what do you mean? I well, mean it's... I mean, there's, there's too violent for what? It's an R-rated action movie.
1: It's too violent. It's too much unnecessary violence for a move for a movie to be shown in. Uh, and in like widescreen theaters, it's practically a snuff film. There's so much fucking blood in it, especially that scene where he's literally murdering innocent people, uh-huh. like in a, like what a hundred people in a row. Yep. And it's shot well and all, but at the end he goes, "Oh no, oh no, darn it! I I killed all these people." I'm like, "What the fuck?" That it, it was so gratuitous. It was just just to. So they could make this Matrix style scene uh-huh. Where he's shooting a million people But like in every, Literally every other time there's been a scene like that It's zombies It's ninjas yeah. It's pirates uh-huh. It's ghosts Whatever it is It's never innocent people yeah. so what the, And he's a good guy He's the good guy yes. in the movie
0: You and our listeners Should go to com And search for the little essay I wrote about that scene Okay
1: good what, is there a title to that essay? I think it's called Take Me to Church, I think is what I called it. And it's a written thing, not a listening thing? Right, yeah. It's, okay, yeah, it's article, okay, good. It's an essay that I wrote about I have a feeling that, we're, we're close to the same page, if not... Uh,
0: I... Yes and no. Okay. I think, yes, it's gratuitous, but I also think it's intentional and used in an interesting uh, mm. way. That's that a good point. gives you reason
1: to think, which you Yeah, read the thing. Well, yeah, I, and... I mean, I watched it on TV like 3 a.m. So <laughs> honestly, maybe seeing it in the theater is a different experience because eh, I'm sure that scene looked incredible on the big screen. Yeah, it's, it is a pretty. The movie is really scene. well shot. I'll say that it kept me interested the whole time. But like that scene, honestly, for the rest of the movie, I was just like, Ugh, I don't feel good. You, you know, shot I, all those people. <laughs> um, yeah. Now you know what
0: made me queasier than the violence though is the McDonald's product placement.
1: Yeah. In the movie, fucking gross. It was really gross. Also, it's English too. Like, whenever I think about fast food in other countries, it's either I think, ooh, that sounds awesome, or, ugh, that's no good. Like, when you think about the McDonald's in France. They're just small,
0: right? It's like, like the same Royale thing. Everything, smaller?
1: Everything is smaller, yes. But it's like... I didn't go to McDonald's. I went to
0: McDonald's in... I think I went to Burger King in London. And I went to McDonald's
1: in so what, what
0: Venice. Do they, Italy.
1: So what do they call the Whopper in Burger King in London?
0: Well, it's probably still the Whopper, right? Whopper.
1: The Whopper, it's a Whopper,
0: but like um, it's, it's it says the Whopper in it. Whopper Isn't it,
1: whopper it says. Says. right? Whopper, right? But like I've heard that the bur- there's a Burger King on uh, the Champs Elysees in France that is actually like delicious. Like really? you go in there and it's super fancy. It's just Burger King, but it's really well made. I've heard that. I don't know that it's true, but I'm saying like you go to a KFC. Like I don't know if you know this, but I. I don't know if it's in China or Japan. The tradition for Christmas, yeah, and that was started by KFC, yeah. And so you go there, and it's really, really good. Like better than here, you know. It's like holy shit, this is really good. Where and they have more stuff too. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's all different. And then, but then you go in like. A Burger King somewhere else in Mexico or whatever. I don't want to sound racist, so let's make it a white place. You go to Burger King in Germany, uh-huh. and they're like, "What do you got here?" And they're like, "Try this new black burger." And you're like, "This looks fucking gross." <laughs> or I've heard it the McDonald's in like uh, Denmark's in the Icelandic countries have you know mixed salmon and stuff. Which, right. to me, I would go, ugh, oh, it stinks. Get it out of here. But right, I'm sure yeah. they love it. But it's um, like, either it's got to be really good, like something you can't get here, or like, what is this? Are you, who fucking serves this? I want to go to the McDonald's.
0: I've even looked at the menus of McDonald's in India, because so many people there don't eat beef. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have all kinds of, like, like McPaneer, or like like yeah. Indian
1: food. curry and like, stuff. Like, yeah, Like, yeah.
0: McDonald's-ized. I want, to, I want to try
1: that. I've eaten... Yeah, I ate at a Burger King in London. I ate at a KFC in Japan. Uh, where else did I eat? I ate. Do we eat any other fast food in London when we were in England? Besides that. Uh, I ate Burger King. I don't know if you did. Did we eat any other? I think so. No? Uh, but you said you ate at in France?
0: No, I didn't in France, but I oh. ate. Okay. I spent two weeks in Europe. And so the, my first day, I went to Burger King in London just because I was curious. Right, yeah. And I got and I was like, oh, it's a, it's the same thing except smaller. Yeah. And then I was with a big group of people. And then two weeks later in Venice, everyone was homesick. And we all were like, let's huh. just get some McDonald's. And we oh. went to the McDonald's in Venice because we were... And did
1: that just taste like McDonald's? Yeah, I don't even really remember. I, yeah. Yeah. The biggest thing I remember when I was at the KFC, because... The biggest problem with the small portions over there is, because, of course, if you want more food, just order more food. But it's the drinks. Like, obviously, America is unique in their big drinks. Uh-huh. That, you know, a large yeah. is just fucking insane. But who doesn't get a large? It's only a nickel more than a medium. <laughs> right? And, and you know, you and I at home, we drink out of our big cups and stuff. Right? Don't you have yeah. big cups at home? Yeah. So I
0: water. Most
1: of the time. But still, you want a big glass of it, right? So you don't have to keep going back. Right, right, right. And I remember going to KFC, I'm like, where's your large? And it was just like a medium, whereas the small was literally like a Dixie cup. And I said, is there anything bigger? Do you have anything bigger? And the lady's like, oh, yeah. And she points to this gigantic fucking thing. It was like a liter Uh that held a liter of soda. So you could get, like what, like a four (laughs) ounce, an eight ounce, or a ten ounce, or... An entire leader. And I was like, well, that's what I fucking want. And I walked around with it. But it's hard to get. And I asked my tour guide, why is everything so small? And she goes, because we're small people. We don't eat that much. Only Americans eat that much. She said it with a very cute Chinese accent. But I was like, oh, you're right. I guess everything's little over there. Um, All right. So, anyways, uh, I also watched uh, Wrecked, this new show on TBS.
0: yeah, it's a the very Lost parody. Lost parody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they don't. It's not a direct Lost parody right. because I mean, obviously, Lost didn't invent being shipwrecked, and there's no, there's and there's no supernatural events to the to the island. It's just people on a on a, on an island where they crashed, trying to get along. But it's funny. It's have our long Reese Darby is on it, and uh, Zach Kreger, who is one of the whitest kids you know, he's okay. on it. Um, and, uh, Ginger Gonzaga is very funny, but if you watch the first two episodes, it's just okay, but then it gets really funny later on, uh, I, I suggest you watch it, it's on TBS and it's simple, they, they paired it up with Angie Tribeca, which is pretty funny too, (laughs) one of the gags this season, they walk into the chief's office and they go, chief, what's wrong, you look like you've seen a ghost. And then they turn to Jerry Burns, and he's all white, and his hair is sticking uh-huh. up, and it was fucking funny. But I was just like, "Well, wait a minute, that's what that's that's what that means. Yeah. That, that expression means you look like you see. It means you look like you, maybe your skin's a little pale, and uh-huh. you look scared." But they just, uh, it was so great; it was really funny. Um, so I suggest people watch it. They're great. It's all, like I said; it's only twenty minutes long, you know. But
0: that is really funny.
1: Right I got watch that show There's a lot That's one of the best things Is the sight gags Are pretty funny And it's all played straight And then I also watched This new show American Gothic Oh right Which is weird Because that was the title Of another show That I actually liked Back in the day With uh, Gary Cole Do you remember that? You Um, were a young I know Gary Cole Young 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 man I think it was One of his first series But he played this bad sheriff Uh, Sean Cassidy produced it It was a small town He was a sheriff Who was a bad bad person and uh, Sarah Paulson, a very young Sarah Paulson, was on and show. And a young Lucas Black, apparently. Yes, when he w- it was right after Sling Blade, when he was still a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's that's a good show, but nobody watched it. But this new one is clearly like a summer mystery thing. It's going to be one season, um, just for the summer. Uh, and it's not, I'm not going to say it's good, but it's pretty well done, because it's played straight, you know, and the acting is is pretty good. Jamie Sheridan's on it and Virginia Madsen. Uh, so it's a decent cast. The dude from uh, Banshee. Did you ever watch Banshee? No, on Cinemax? Yeah. yeah. The lead from that is is on this show. But uh, it's kind of, it, you know, it's like a mystery serial killer thing and some shit gets unearthed and blah, blah, blah. I don't want to ruin anything. But it, it's like a, a thing you could binge easily. Oh, and I started watching the, this past season of Scandal. Holy shit. That show's crazy. They did an episode <laughs> about Bill Cosby. They did an episode about how uh, the fucking press is racist. I mean, they held no prisoners. It's like Shonda Rhimes had all these things she was ready to do once ABC gave her free reign. Good for her. Yeah, I was really impressed. Um, Alright, anything else before we talk about this uh, show? I watched
0: some movies. Yeah? Um, a bunch of movies that came out this this week. Uh, I definitely recommend everyone... Who um likes weird but touching but sweet movies. Uh Ghosty Swiss Army Man. It's open in New York and Los Angeles this weekend. It opens wide uh July fourth weekend. I heard it's really it's, good. It's very good. It is bizarre, but not yeah. ne- not necessarily off putting. Some of it might be off putting. It depends on you where your where your line is. But uh <laughs> it's a very strange movie. It's you can read the premise of it, and it's stranger than that sounds even. Yeah. Um I saw, really
1: I saw Harry Potter on Stephen Colbert, I think, uh-huh. and they talked about it, and he explained it. He said, it's a really strange movie, and he, like, took the time to explain it and what it was about. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And then they showed a scene. So, he, like, I guess they know, there's. it's so hard to describe what this movie is. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you want to put it in simple terms, it's a guy walking around with a dead body that he talks to. That's essentially what it is. Right? Yes. But, I mean... Where do you go from there? Yeah. That's obviously much more than that.
0: Yeah, it's, it's pretty great. Um, but I also watched a movie I want to get your opinion on. Uh, I watched a movie called Eat That Question. It's a documentary about Frank Zappa. Oh, right. Of whom I have never, ever, ever been a fan. Right. Um, except for when he stood up to Congress on uh, free speech issues. Good for sure. But as far as his music and his general demeanor, not a fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where you stand on Frank Zappa, but the movie's good anyway. It didn't make me a fan. Yeah, but it's an interesting uh, overview of who Frank Zappa was and
1: what he stood for. So it's just like a biography.
0: Well, yeah, but the thing is, um, that's interesting about the way it's made. It's kind of, it reminds me of uh, Did you ever see that uh, Tupac documentary, Tupac Resurrection? No. So I it's mean, the same general premise where there's no interviews, there's no narration. It's all assembled from existing footage. So right, it's right. interviews he did at the time with, you know, uh, other live performances and music videos, and it's all it's. Entirely made of stuff that already existed Okay To tell his whole His whole
1: are, story. And is Do they talk about His family And the shit that Is going on like Recently
0: Uh no Cause it just goes up to his death Oh okay Interesting yeah. Uh it's yes It's an interesting movie Yeah I I've and never a fan though
1: No I've never been a fan of Frank Zappa either Uh musically But of course You know obviously politically And just as an artist I mean yeah He's a fucking genius yeah. And I have spoken to people Who are huge fans And it's like they're not fucking around.
0: Yeah, but it's tough to get behind. Right. You say politically, but like he was a, he was all over the place. Yeah, like you and I obviously love free speech issues. That's a big thing. But he was also a conservative, or like a libertarian, but a, conservative. a libertarian. He was basically libertarian. He was anti-union, which is something That is like tough for mm. me to get behind. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Uh, and his lyrics could often be sexist, racist, and homophobic. Yeah, uh, but at the same had this time, sort of like it's like uh, devil make it like fuck everyone type of... Like, he would make fun of anyone. Yes. Which I guess, on the the one hand, it's like, okay, I guess he's equal opportunity, but it's still mean.
1: Yeah, but he's a lot like Morrissey in that way. Again, I hate Morrissey's music, but he's a total dick. We have to admit, Morrissey's a total dick. And yet, he's gay, he's a vegan, he's a, you know, PETA, a proud PETA member, he's a gentle person, he's very anti-gun... But he's a complete a-hole, uh-huh. let's admit. Zappa is very much the same way. I mean, Frank Zappa always wanted to push the envelope, even when it comes to naming his kids. He wanted Dweezil to see... And th- moon unit and- Dweezel, Moon Unit, Amit... Um, yeah. He wanted to see the look on people's faces when he said, "This is my daughter Moon Unit," <laughs> and that's why he did shit like that, and that's yeah. why he said and did, you know. But at the same time, he was like good friends with Mike Nesmith. There's this episode of the Monkeys that he's on, really? yeah, which is kind of funny. Uh, There's and, a
0: really old clip that I'd never seen in the movie of young Frank Zappa on the Steve Allen show. Wow, like really, really young, yeah. playing. He's playing a bicycle as a musical instrument. It's like a Stupid Human Tricks type of thing. Right. That I guess Steve Allen used to... I haven't watched that much Steve Allen shit. Well, Steve Allen... Yeah,
1: Dave Letterman borrowed, in quotes, a lot of stuff from Steve Allen. Some of it just straight up. Like, Steve Allen was the first to do the suit of whatever. And Letterman basically may turn that into suits of whatever. But the the true story, if you watch old rock, rock and roll performances or just rock musicians on a Steve Allen show, you'll notice... That they're not really singing a rock version of their song huh. uh, and they're not, and they're usually dressed in suits or whatever, because Steve Allen hated rock music. That's a <laughs> fact that not a lot of people know. It's true. Steve Allen despised rock music, and he had a bit where he would say, you know, music today is a lot like poetry. So I'd like to read some of the lyrics of music today. Uh-huh. And he'd read like Hot Stuff by Donna Summer. Uh-huh. Making fun of the lyrics, obviously, but he never let on that he hated music. He just wanted to say, see how bad this is? (laughs) So there's like this clip of Elvis Presley on his show singing Hound Dog where he's in a, a tuxedo with a bolo tie and there's a pedestal next to him. With a basset hound oh, I've seen on it, that. yeah, and he's singing to the dog, yes, and he's not even singing the rock and roll version. It's more like a, a swing version. Yeah, do 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 do. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Do do do. But it's fucking embarrassing. It's <laughs> it's it's humiliating. It's fucking Elvis Presley singing to a dog. And I'm sure Frank Zappa was on, and Steve Steve Allen said, "Okay, rocker, what are you gonna do on my show?" <laughs> And he's like, I play the bicycle and Steve Allen went, yes, that's what <laughs> rock and roll is good for Playing the bicycle He was, a, as, I guess he was a super nice guy But he did, he detested rock and roll Music, so But I'll say, uh, I'll say this about uh, Frank Zapp I never met the guy, whatever But I have met his kids uh, And they're all very nice mm-hmm. And I saw an interview with him Back a long time ago on Nickelodeon When it was still a channel for kids They used to have this teen talk show called Livewire Which was like Phil Donahue for teenagers This guy Fred Newman was the host And they would have They would have bands on who would lip sync songs And they'd have comedians on And, and uh, Doctors who would talk about acne And shit like that And they had kids in the audience who would ask questions Well when the Valley Girl song was super popular They had Frank and Moon on And, and they were talking about And Frank said I just want to make something clear here this song is making fun of Valley Girls. <laughs> I don't like the girls that are pictured in this song. I wrote this song to make fun of them. I'm not celebrating them. <laughs> like, he had to go out... Because the song be, became a hit, a Top yeah. 40 hit, which is the only Frank Zappa hit. Yeah. That, that's the only
0: um, song. Um, they talk about movie. Do you know the song... Uh, it's is something... Uh, Bobby Brown, do you know that mm. song? It's like a... It's a a slow, like, kind of sweet song in terms of the melody, but the lyrics are about uh, this guy who's a complete, uh, just maniacal asshole and talking about how he's taking a woman out uh, and he may or may not decide to to date rape her or whatever. Wow. Like, that's the lyrics. Yeah. But they're talking about in, like, Scandinavian country, they didn't really, like, speak English and, like, going to, like, a nightclub and seeing, like, people slow dancing. Like, when it came time to, like... The slow dance mm-hmm. They would put on Bobby Brown And people would slow dance this song About the like, psychopath
1: That's hilarious uh,
0: Yeah uh, Anyway
1: Yeah Because they like the song Well he I, uh, The best part of that interview was They were talking about Like someone asked him Why did you name your kids Such weird names And he said Well names are just names You call You know Call yourself whatever you want That's what I call him But She can call herself Moon And not Moon Unit Whatever and, uh, and they asked Moon, what was it like growing up? she goes, well, I never had a problem with it because I was used to it because I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. But Amit hated it. When he was a kid, he wanted everyone to call him Rick because one day he came home from school and everyone was calling him Amit Vomit. Huh. And I thought, yeah, that makes sense because Dweezel's a dumb enough name. Like, how do you make fun of Dweezel? <laughs> it's already dumb. You know, what do you say? Dweezel the weasel. Dude, I'm already named Dweezel. But Amit, vomit, that's totally gross, and kids love to say vomit. So he said, everyone needs to call me Rick. And then Moon said, but then he came home and said that he was going back to Amit because everyone started calling him Rick the Dick. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, that's a great story. And Frank goes, but the truth is, they just should have called him Amit the Dick. (laughs) 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 And I just thought, this fucking guy just said that about his kid in front of his other kid. In front of a group of kids. That's who Frank fucking Zappa yeah, was.
0: And now, the, what's funny is now, if you went to school and your name was Amit, that, that wouldn't be that weird.
1: Like, that doesn't seem that strange No, to first of all, they don't do that. That's bullying. And they don't do that in school anymore. But second of all, yeah, Amit wouldn't even be the weirdest name. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if I met a kid named Amit and their parents went, yeah, I'm a huge Zappa fan. <laughs> right. Right? Yeah. They didn't want to name him Frank or Zappa, but Amit, yeah, that's the way... It's not the dumbest fucking name you're gonna you're gonna see these days. I wanted to name if we, if my second kid was a boy, uh, we agreed because uh, the first kid Zoe we agreed on that name. But when the second kid came along, we said okay if it's a girl you get to name it if it's a boy I get to name it. No arguments, mm-hmm. very fair, right? And she said good I want Gracie and then Gracie was born and that uh, rest is history. But I said if it's a boy I'm gonna name him Vegas uh-huh. because. When you're little, I mean first of all, how do you even make fun of that? Vegas? That's uh-huh. it's most kids don't even know what Vegas is. They right. might go, Oh, isn't that a city somewhere? But they don't have an idea in their mind. But then when he's old enough that him and his friends know what Vegas is, he's the coolest fucking kid in school. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like, hey, you wanna meet my friend? Vegas Oh Vegas Are you from Las Vegas? No no my parents just named me Vegas Oh that's great Now he's a fucking cool kid and girls like him uh-huh. He has automatically has this air about him That he's been to Vegas Because that's his name Right? Yeah that's great So feel free I'm never going to have another child So feel free to name your kid Vegas
0: <laughs> We were talking about something
1: <laughs> <Okay>.
0: Frank <laughs> well, Zappa what's kids are named now Um my sister-in-law has a kid who's, like, uh, 11 or 12. Um, I, don't know. I know he's 11. I don't know why I'm saying 11 or 12. He'll <laughs> okay. be 12 soon. Um, soon.
1: He's between 11 and 12.
0: Yeah. And uh, I was like, what are kids named? And apparently, like, male or female, like, the long A sound, like, there's a lot of Braytons and Jaden's mm-hmm. and Grayson, and, like, that is apparently a very popular way uh, yeah. to name kids now, like, yeah. 10 years ago.
1: Yeah. And it's also a... Uh, I think it, it it's become very popular for unisex names. Oh yeah. Jaden can be boy or girl, Brayden, any of that shit. I like you that because no one. Yeah, that's a big deal. I once I once met this kid whose name was Riley, but he had, you know he was a kid so he didn't talk right, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "What's your name?" And he goes, "Wiley." I said, Oh, nice to meet you, Wiley." He's like, "No, Wiley." <laughs> <laughs> and, and honestly, I went. Oh, okay. Nice to meet you, Wiley. I thought he misunderstood that I misunderstood. Uh-huh. And he goes, No, Wiley. And I look at the kid next to him and I go, Oh, Riley? He's like, Yes. <laughs> and it was so funny to me because what do you do? He's a fucking kid who can't, he has a speech impediment. Yeah. What are you going to do? Ah, uh, kids are dumb. All right. You want to talk about the channel?
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not called that, but yes, that's what it should be called.
1: It should be called the Chunnel, but they call it the Tunnel.
0: But And also because Chunnel is also already the name of one of the many fake movies from Seinfeld. <laughs> oh,
1: that's right.
0: Do you remember the, uh, uh, George was uh, sure that the rest of them were in the movie theater hiding from him? So he's uh, walking around going like, right. Jerry! Right, like, right, right. No, you're in here! And he's screaming uh, during Chunnel, it turns out, they're in the other screening. But the, um, the, you hear the movie, you never see the movie, but you hear it. And it's Larry David's voice going, "Everybody out of the tunnel!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: and what does that mean? It means something tunnel. It's the tunnel under the English Channel. Yeah, but it's a it's a word. It's it's like a portmanteau. Yeah, it's a portmanteau. Yeah, of what though? Something channel, in, and tun- oh, channel. Right. channel and tunnel. Oh, channel. That's right, channel tunnel. Yeah. So there you go. So this, if you didn't watch the other bridge or any of the other versions Either of the other bridges, yeah. I, yeah, I only watched the American one. But it's pretty much word for word I mean, yeah. it's it's a little It's a little switched up Because in the American one, Diane Kruger Is the pretty blonde woman who has uh, What does she have? What's her problem?
0: Asperger's? She has
1: Asperger's
0: uh-huh.
1: and she But she's American and speaks English Whereas Damien Bashir okay. Is the Mexican cop Who does speak English But for half the show he speaks Spanish Because he's in Mexico the whole time so on this one, it's a little reversed, only language-wise, because... Yes, gender is still the same. Gender is still the same, but she's French, he's English, so he speaks American, or speaks <laughs> English, he speaks English-American. But it's exactly the same. He has a teenage son, who is a little disconnected, they have a, a young daughter, who, uh, who, I mean, they don't get to this in the first episode, but okay, say, yeah. what we find out is they've had problems, he's cheated on her before, okay. this daughter was the... Yeah fix it kid, you know how couples do. And then later on it will become clear. He's still fucking uh, this other girl. And then his kid gets kidnapped and a lot of shit happens. But I, uh, the, the key to, I didn't watch the original, but the key to the English one that is so great is they have a great rapport, the two of them. And then it's added in with other characters. Ted Levine is her boss in Texas and he's really good because he's like a father figure, literally. Like her, her and her sisters were attacked, and their parents died. Mm-hmm. And so there's that. Then there's a dude uh, who they work with. This guy Johnny Dowers, uh, who's like you know another cop. And it's uh, pretty much the same thing, but they don't. I don't get that from this English version. I, I like their relationship. I get, but from the first episode, I didn't get that she had this. This whole big support staff Behind and her was, was, that, was that apparent in the first episode of the American version Or did that develop over time No well okay perfect example You know when she goes to her desk and changes her shirt yeah, That's supposed to show you She doesn't give a fuck because she yeah. has Asperger's um, So but in the in the English version American version She does that And then Ted Levine walks over and says What have I told you about changing your shirt in the squad room <laughs> She goes what And he said I know you don't care but all these guys are uncomfortable with it. You can't do that. And she's like, ah. And huffs and puffs. And there's this great scene later on where she goes to a bar to pick up a guy because uh-huh. she wants to have sex. And she talks to him for like a second and then says, you want to get out of here? Uh-huh. And he's a normal dude, so he's a little nervous about it, of course. He's like, oh, she wants to have sex, but what? this is weird. And they go and they have sex and it's great. So then he shows up at work like, to act, like, hey, you want to go get coffee or whatever? and he just shows up there at the police station and she goes, "What are you doing here? I can't have sex at work." <laughs> she says out loud in front of everybody. And it's like, "Oh, because that's how she thinks. This is the sex guy and I'm at work right now." And and you know, that's very realistic in terms of people with Asperger's or whatever, but they didn't do they didn't delve into that so much with this one and you know, maybe it's my aversion to reading subtitles. But I don't think that kind of subtlety comes across uh, when you have to when you don't understand the the fucking language. I'm sure half the people in England speak Fran, French. French. Mm-hmm. French. Man, you are right. Yeah, I'm super high. <laughs> We're recording two hours early. All right. So I usually I usually get up, I have a cup of coffee, and get high, and then four hours later, I'm ready to record. But because of David, we're two hours early. Yeah, so that's so, yeah, why I, I, I keep saying
0: that. Um, I don't have. Mu- I feel like I don't have much to say about this. I probably won't stick with it. Yeah, but it's fine.
1: Well, it's funny to me because really, what I liked about it was all the things I liked about the English one, which, from what I or read, the American. the American one, which, from what I read, is pretty much exactly like the Swedish one or whatever. You know, obviously, that one is completely subtitled. What, what are the two What is it like I- De- Denmark and Sweden Yeah okay So they speak Swedish right Or or do they speak Dutch in Denmark
0: They speak Danish in and Denmark and That's Swedish a thing and Jesus In Sweden They speak Dutch
1: oh. In the Netherlands What a nightmare To have to watch that show And fucking listen to two languages You have no idea what they're saying No, only to you And then you gotta But you gotta stare most At people the people fucking okay screen with, The whole time Most people are okay With subtitles
0: I in, can't even sneeze
1: 16 Can't even sneeze I'm gonna miss something Forget it uh, and also, I—I uh, I don't know. It was obviously it's easier to watch it if it's in English and Spanish because most Americans know some Spanish, and a guy like Demian Bashir, who uh, you know we're all pretty familiar with, mm-hmm. so that's not a problem. Plus, all the, you know, all the other female uh, Spanish actors are all recognizable. They're all people you've seen on fucking shows. But these—I mean, these two
0: leads are people that
1: a lot of Americans know. Yeah, like Stephen Delaney,
0: from mostly from Game of Thrones, but also from. John Adams, he was Thomas Jefferson in Mm. the John Adams miniseries and some other things. Um, And then Clemens Posey, as we talked about last week, was in some of the Harry Potter movies. Right. And uh, a few other things here and there. Gossip Girl, 127
1: hours. I like how... Because when I watched the American version, I was like, Diane Kruger is way too hot to be a cop. But then as I watched it, it made sense. She is super hot, but... She's got Asperger. She's has. She's not interested in being a model or uh, whatever other things beautiful women aspire to. She became a cop because of the th- shit that happened to her when she was a kid. Um, and so,
0: did you watch? Uh, I normally don't watch this kind of stuff, but I kind of just like left the TV going after I watched the thing. Mm-hmm. And on PBS, they had like a post show thing, like Game of Thrones does this on HBO sometimes, yeah. it's, like interviews and stuff. And uh, the thing I found most interesting was all that stuff in the tunnel was actually shot in the tunnel, like the real tunnel. Like they the had to shut it sun. down. They actually got to go down that's there. That's cool. And I mean, they had to shut down the trains because they are not—they're not in the—they're in the service tunnel. You know what I mean? Oh, right, 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 right. right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, they actually got to go down there and shoot it. And that's to me—that's the most fascinating thing. Like, that's really what it looks like under there.
1: <clears throat> and yeah, again. I think that's because that's what they did in the other two shows. I know that's what they did in the American version right. because there's no there's no way they could have faked that. They right. got these giant fucking helicopter shots, and is you're at a bit of a disadvantage if you've seen any of the other versions because that point when they try to pick up the body and realize she's Imagine in two pieces, was coming and I haven't
0: watched it right? Yeah.
1: And then you realize later on they're two separate bodies. It's Not the same woman That's yeah. two people there Yeah That doesn't even happen Until much later on In the episode Like when they go I don't Did it even happen in this Yeah it happened I oh, okay. figured
0: out that it was When they're
1: doing The, the autopsy They're like uh, Yeah by the way Yeah these, these are two different women
0: Yeah it was pretty Once they got the Cause she was wearing pants Or the body was wearing pants Right I didn't realize But it was clearly The legs didn't belong To a white person Right <laughs> So it became clear And then they found a, That she was a Welsh prostitute
1: yeah, and I think the same thing in the American version, she was Mexican she was the prostitute? Mexican oh, okay. prostitute and the Mexican on the Mexico side. But I will say, Matthew Lilliard, Lillard, Lillard, uh-huh. who I think is a horrible actor. Oh, you're so wrong. He's always been great. But he was in he played the reporter in the American version. Okay. Killed it. I gotta say he fucking nailed it. I've been a Matthew Lillard fan for much. He's now that he's a life, grown up maybe? he was on the good wife. I don't know if it was this uh, was season it? or last season. He had a nice arc, really funny, really good. He was in The Descendants with George Clooney. Uh, that yeah, a, that he wasn't good in that. Guess, yeah. No, he didn't do anything. He just stood around. That wasn't no, good. He was, he was good. And I don't know when he he's, he's terrible. He, he, even in, even screen. in bad
0: movies like Wicker Park, which is a bad movie, don't see it. Yeah, the Josh Hartnett movie. Yeah, he plays the best friend. He's great. No. He's like always summer a, catch. He's always. I never saw summer catch. <laughs> But he's always had like a great magnetic screen presence for me. That yeah. he liven[s] up movies even when they're dumb. I love him in Scream. I, of course, even I know it it's him in Scream. You know it's terrible. I love him in Hackers because that's a
1: mm-hmm. nostalgia movie
0: for me. I watched Hackers. Yeah, every I time. think
1: that, I think this truly is an age thing. I probably see him yeah. as I saw him because he's j- only a little bit younger than me. He's probably exactly your age, right? Close. No, to he'd him? be
0: older than I am.
1: So he's, yeah, so a little bit younger. So yeah, I saw him as this annoying young punk who thought he was funny, and he's not. Um, but you saw him as a, an idol? No, Someone an idol, to aspire a, to? No, but. A, a, you uh, wanted to be that guy and scream?
0: I never wanted to be. No, he's, he's a monster. I never <laughs> yeah. wanted to be
1: that guy. But he's a monster even before you know he's the killer. Yeah, he's exactly. a fucking asshole.
0: Yeah, he is. A, we're not supposed to like him. He's an asshole. All right. But uh, he's uh, he's got a great presence.
1: All right. Well, this reporter in this one, I thought, sucked because... I
0: don't even remember the reporter.
1: Yeah, see, that's how much he sucked. It was uh, because somebody calls him and says... there they was the guy with the bomb in his car. He's the reporter. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Right, yeah. Um, I completely forgot about that whole thing. Because in the American version, he's an alcoholic. He's addicted to drugs. He's a complete fuck-up, uh, like, in a huge way. And this Mexican chick basically teams up with him... And they do it together, and he be, right. he, he kind of becomes a what do they call that when you you know you're the you know what I mean yeah, I don't know when you're mean. reborn and you're the bad character and you're reborn in the movie or a okay, show or whatever. Redemption. Re, yeah, he's the redemption character on okay. the show, and but he was he, and he, he was up to something no good in this one too, right? Well, he's, he's basically fucking women and doing drugs and stuff. That's right, but that's not to ex not to excess. He seemed right. like he was a professional, whereas you know this one, it's I mean he's constantly. Doing drugs and you know waking up On the floor and mm-hmm. shit He's a hopeless alcoholic But in the English one it didn't seem like that at all It seemed like he had his shit together And, that, I mean, we'll and, find and, out. and that's why that scene With the bomb in the car in the American one Is great because he loses His shit it's a really good Acting scene and I thought this English One was boring also because I knew the bomb Wasn't going to go off I guess I mean that's kind of a spoiler oh, when you know The bomb is a fake you're like right. eh Chill out.
0: How did he know? That's I didn't understand when that bomb thing came on. Like there were no instructions. How did he know he couldn't open the door? He just
1: didn't want to move. Yeah, I mean, there's a bomb didn't... in your car. Why do you do anything? That's Does the first thing you do. Stay bomb? still. He knows right? there's
0: little like.
1: Well, it starts ticking down. I guess that. Yeah, I guess that's. If a universal, you get in your car, universal and, signal for bomb. Uh, yeah, right. honestly, think about this in real life. Say you get in your car and then you look over and you close the door. Boom. And then you start to hear beep, beep, and you look over and there's nothing. But a you know, a countdown clock on your dashboard. Not connected to anything. You don't see wires. You just see it counting down and a beep. You just shit your pants, didn't you? Yeah, but I, I feel like I would have tried to leave. That's what I'm saying. You immediately go, oh my god, what do I do? And usually, you're so panicked, you just stay still. You might grab your phone and call 911, but honestly, I think you'd grab the door and then you'd go, oh no. What if, what if it blows up If I grab the door I think in real life You would be Just the sound of the beep Beep And the numbers counting down right. You would be so panic stricken Also way. that's what they tell you too If they're like You call the bomb squad They go okay First thing Don't move Let us see what's right. going on here uh, okay. But uh, I'm not going to keep watching, are you? I mean, I'm, I'm going to record it and Maybe I got too much stuff Yeah, to. maybe I'll go back to it <laughs> when Because uh, it's fucking dead right now on TV Like, all the stuff I want to watch on TV Brooke wants to watch too So I have to wait for her Like, there's a ton of <laughs> shit on Netflix Like, I don't know if you kept up with Casual But it's really funny this no, season No, I
0: not
1: up with it uh, Katie Azelton is on it, you know uh, Oh, yeah, from the league? Duplass's wife, yeah She's really good <laughs> Uh, okay. Fucking Lady Dynamite is on. Uh, Orange is New Black just came back. All these great shows I want to watch, but I have to watch them with. I have to wait for my wife.
0: That's funny. In our house, it's the other way around. Like, the show we two together, Mrs. Howell has to wait for me. Really? Well, because she's she just graduated, so she's in a place between when she doesn't have... She's got a lot of free time right She's now. She's got a right now until, right. until she starts her new job uh, later in the summer. Yeah. So I'm, you know, I'm at work every day. So she yeah she has to wait for, yeah. for her stuff. That's um, funny. Speaking of the league, uh
1: uh-huh.
0: I listened to okay. Uh, Steve Rinn is easy. Yeah. I guess I'm happy for him that his career isn't ruined that he's still like working by that nine eleven shit. But I'm kind of surprised that his career isn't ruined. Like I heard he was on a podcast I listened to this week, and they talked for an hour and a half and never mentioned that thing. They're just talking about doing yeah. comedy. He's talking about his dates coming up, and it's like so we're all just we're moving on.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, you got to remember. I mean, for those of you who don't know what Dave is talking about, Steve Ranazazzi for a while told a story about how he was in New York and saw the towers come down, and it really affected him. Right? Is that what you're talking about? No.
0: He his story was that he worked in one of the the two towers. Right, right. Yes. But he,
1: but he wasn't in it. He his story no, his was his
0: story is he was in the second tower. He told listen to his uh Mark Marin episode. Okay. That he I think he was in the he was in the tower that morning and he went down, I think he the I think the his story was that he was in the second tower, the plane hit the first tower and that's when he went downstairs. Right, right If right. he hadn't gone downstairs he would
1: have died. So, yeah, it, but the biggest He told
0: that story for 15 fucking years, right? Almost,
1: 14 years. And uh, and not that he it made him not that he became a famous 9/11 survivor, it was just a story he told, uh, and I'm pretty sure he told it on stage as part of his act and stuff. But uh, I was, you know, and then it came out that he was not that it was all a lie. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't know how or why it came out, but I'm sure somebody said, "I know it was that's not the true." The New
0: York Times. Yeah. Found out.
1: Somebody, yeah, and they, and they outed him. I think the bottom line is people didn't give a fuck at the end of the day because lying <clears throat> because first of all. There, were a lot of, there are a lot of people, like Pete Davidson, you know, on SNL. His dad died in 9-11. So, when, you know, he's like, what, 19 years old. When he was going and doing stand-up, he had a lot of jokes about it. Obviously, he was that 9-11 kid whose dad died in 9-11. Uh-huh. You're, that's going to happen. That's going to be part of your deal. Now, he's not the 9-11 guy on SNL. Okay. But, I mean, you're going to make jokes about that, right? Okay. I, I make jokes about this my stupid kids. No, I'm saying... So when Ranazesi was just another one of those guys uh-huh. who had you know a 9 eleven experience, and they all bonded together. and so when it came out, I think it was like first of all, he wasn't the first person to lie about being there or okay. being you know affected or whatever. And secondly, I think people looked at like, well, what was he trying to do? First of all, he was just he wasn't like it's not like he was collecting money or uh, you know or he got a medal or anything. He was just Trying to make himself seem more important than he was. That's not the biggest crime, I think, especially in show business. That's pretty gross, though. Yes, oh, it's totally gross. And then the other thing is, think about other lies that other celebrities tell and the other shit that they do. That's not the worst thing. I mean, look at Louis C.K. You know, he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. And yet, there's this story about how he pulls his dick out in front of women because he thinks it's funny. I mean, talk about gross. Yeah, that is pretty gross, right? So I don't, I don't know the full story, of, but I know people do shit. And in the world of comedy, I'll say this: as a comedian, that's such a non-issue. Every comedian looked at that and went, oh, "You fucking idiot!" All right, and that was the end of it. So, do you think he's still friends with the other actors from the league? Do you think they forgive? Well, I don't know because they. I mean, that was one of the things about that show is that you know. I I I had Paul Shear on my old podcast a couple times and you know he he's a super he's a super nice guy and I think one of the things about that show is that they all got along. I mean they're all really funny Paul Shear and Nick Kroll and and Duplass all has got had fucking uh what's his name um the Greek guy Jason Mansukis. Oh, yeah. hysterical, right? But you know a show like that doesn't get funny unless they all get along and they riff and stuff. So I don't know. I'll say I've never liked Brain on anything else. He's, okay. I think he's not good in other things in the league. He's my least favorite character. And as far as stand-up goes, yeah, I'm not impressed. Okay. But I think, you know, they stood by him. I had a friend who was is a liar, basically much like this. Uh-huh. He he's a guy I knew in college, a very close friend. I'm still close friends with him today. But he uh put this book together. And uh, in the foreword of the book, he talks about how he was a army ranger in the army, which is a complete lie. He, he was in the army in college when he was an ROTC, so he served as far as that goes, but he was never a ranger and he never you know left America. And somebody found that out and they outed him because his book was big in the comic community. And they outed him and he had to suck it up and say, yep, it was a total lie. I'm sorry. And, cool. and, that's, and that's kind of gross Especially because He was You know uh, Banking on 9-11 And yeah, sympathy and stuff
0: that, That's where it gets It's different from these Other, other, other lies Yes Because like with the um, uh, Who was the The guy that Oprah called on the carpet And made apologize Oh yeah James Fry James Fry James Frey, Yeah A million Ray little Fry. pieces um, My whole thing with that Was always Who gives a fuck If you made up his memoir Yeah If you read it And you enjoyed it And it meant something to you Whether it's true or false How does that change Your life whatsoever This person you've never met But the difference is September 11th Is something that happened To America As a whole And it happened to the world You're right Like it's To trade on that is is way more gross, but also I, I think Oprah Winfrey making James Fry apologize was disgusting to me, and I'm an Oprah Winfrey fan. But that, like that, yeah. that, that was essentially hypocrisy to me. That we well, so, he gets so incensed that he lied in this book. Who gives a fuck? The memoir right. is made up. You're preaching to the choir. Might as well be a novel in the first person. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Who gives a fuck? You're preaching hey, to the choir. I'm so far afield here from
1: where I started. But you know, he didn't have to go back on Oprah. They didn't make him go back on <laughs> yeah, Oprah. You no, know that, right? right? He went back on Oprah because he knew even this humiliating experience was gonna sell more books. And that's the bottom line. And I think also the 9-11 thing, it, it it's it's such a personal thing. There are people who are so far removed from 9-11, they don't give a fuck. My you know, I'll show my kid what is the shitty movie he's in. He's in that shitty Eddie Murphy movie where oh, uh, <laughs> where his kid comes up with this great idea. For oh, marketing. Yeah, I can picture the cover. I can't think of what it is. And, uh, and he's poster. like his assistant in it. He plays a nice guy. But the hell is that I will. Sh- I could show that movie to my kid and go, you know, that guy lied about 9-11. And they're like, what? Who cares? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? You know what I mean? And yeah. I think, uh, you know, you move out here to L.A. where we all watched 9-11 on TV. And we don't know anybody personally who died in it. Mm-hmm. It's not a big deal. But when you're from new york and you had no people who died that might be your thing you know i i'm more upset about people who uh you know who lie about yeah imagine that imagine that is the movie you know i'm more i'm more incensed about you know people like judd apatow who basically live a lie okay who put his daughters in his movies Uh thereby guaranteeing that they won't get a bad review right (laughs) <laughs> uh-huh. He puts LeBron James and Marshall Crenshaw in his movies because who's gonna go, Wow, LeBron James sucked? What a bad actor. Okay. Who's gonna write that? In well, fact I'll tell you this, this is forty sucked. Yeah. I don't care that his kids were in it. <laughs> It's called. This is forty minutes too long. Is what it should have been that's, called. Yeah, that, that's the truth. All right, I don't know. Wow. So we didn't really like the channel. Let's move we didn't on. To dislike it. it either. No, no. I say watch the fucking American version because it wraps it up really nicely and it goes places you didn't like and it's very gritty. And maybe that's me. You know, growing up in Arizona, obviously I, you know, I knew a lot about Mexican American culture. Uh-huh. So the show was. I guess if you're England, you or English or French, you probably like the other version. So, why not? Maybe there's a a channel or a bridge for every country, no matter what border you live on. So, that'll be great. All right, trivia last week um, was very convoluted. David asked the easy question about the Honeymooners. And then I asked the question about the original Uncle Buck, which David kind of... the original
0: Uncle Buck.
1: The original Uncle Buck TV show. The
0: first TV show.
1: And the question was, you know, that was the first time a popular... Phrase was said on TV And it was uh, caused consternation The phrase was You suck Which I
0: I think no one answered Because yeah. we essentially said That it was the answer Right But we didn't actually say Those words those in that words. order Yeah
1: But yeah Uncle Buck So I don't know I'm sure maybe somebody I'm sure most people Listening knew But uh, the answer was You suck That's uh, the teenage girl Says to Kevin Meany, You suck And it was a big deal On TV at the time So here's a trivia question This week Um In the original uh, The Bridge, the American version, not the original. In the American version of The Bridge, uh, there's a lot of recognizable actors in it. There is one particular actor who uh, plays a pivotal role in the uh, American version uh, who uh, I met and I took a picture with and he is on my website. There's a picture of me and him on my website in the gallery with all my celebrity pics. The question is who is... I won't even ask you who the actor is Because I don't know his name But Oh you don't
0: even know the actor's name
1: I do But I'm saying it's not It's not well You'd have to look that up But I'll say this What other popular show Is he better known for A show that We have talked about many times And is one of David's favorites So that's the hint What other popular show Is he best known for And I'll qualify it by saying It's one of David's favorite shows
0: so what other show is he known for? And it's one of my favorites. I'm going to say
1: this is someone from the television program, Deadwood. No, but that is a fine guess. Oh, okay. Um, so if you know, you don't even need to tell me the guy's name. But if, uh, if you uh, can just tell me the show that he was on, you will get a prize. Um, and you can send your answers to paul at thekingoftv.com. Um, And of course, thekingoftv.com is where you'll find that picture of the guy. Here he is. Here's the picture. You recognize that guy? I can't even tell who that is. Really? Well, think about what I said the answer was. You don't recognize him from that show? No. Really? I really don't. He's an actor? Yeah. Yeah. This is from a different show he was on, not that show. Okay. He's uh, he's this guy. I'm going to spell his name wrong. but
0: Oh, is that him? He yeah. He looks different. Okay, yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, and, of course, uh, follow me on the Twitter, at Paul Goebel Show. i got to say, I did a Guy Branham show over the weekend, um, Talk Show, The Game Show, which was a blast. If you get a chance to see it, you should. It was very funny. But it was a good show. The guests were Morgan Murphy, Louis Fertel, and... And um, Pandora Box, drag queen from RuPaul's Drag oh. Race. And I was a judge along with Kathy Ladman and Casey Lee. And it was really funny because Guy and Lewis talked about how when Get Hard came out, uh-huh. there's a lot of homophobic stuff in it because it's a movie about prison. Right. And I guess Lewis reviewed it and just kind of went off and he's got a huge internet following okay. um, in the gay community especially. And then Kevin, he uh, he tweeted something about, like, hey, Kevin Hart, why are you so afraid of sucking dicks? Something like that. You know, because there's a lot of dick-sucking jokes in the movies. Okay. <clears throat> and Kevin Hart wrote back, funny is funny. Fuck you. And so I told this story about Marlon Wayans. And I was like, hey, that same thing happened to me with Marlon Wayans. <laughs> I, I said, you're not funny. And he said, I'm funny as fuck. Fuck you. But then... Let me, like, let me
0: play devil's out of for a second. Uh-huh. Not having seen Get Hard. Yeah. But is... Is being afraid of being raped in
1: prison homophobic, or is it just natural? Okay, well you're opening up a can of worms. First of all, there's nothing funny about being raped. Whether you're a man, or a woman, or in prison, or your house, or wherever. Rape is not a joke. And I'm guilty of, of it too, but the first thing that needs to happen is people writing and making movies and TV shows need to understand that rape is not a joke. And when you make a joke about a guy going to prison and getting raped, you are saying, isn't rape hilarious?
0: Okay, so that's one thing.
1: So first of all, that's not okay. Second of all, this movie is about a dude going to prison who has no idea what's going to happen there. And obviously it's supposed to be a comedy. Now let's accept the fact that this movie sucks. Get Hard was a piece of shit. We (laughs) all know that. But if you're going to prison and you're a, you know, a... not a butch white guy You probably will be Somebody's bitch uh-huh. So I guess If you want to make A realistic comedy You have to put that scene In there But Honestly You should just start from Oh you're going to prison You better start Sucking dicks now uh-huh. Because you will be Sucking dick in prison And it's not funny I'm not trying to make Fun of you for it But I'm saying You're either going to Get a knife in your head Or a dick in your mouth One See, of the two
0: I like where you're coming from Because I don't know That there is any any subject that you literally can't make a joke about. Right. But if you do it the right way, you can be funny and respectful Absolutely. at the same time. Even if you are maybe pushing taboos a little bit, you can do yeah. it. I, I think well, that's it, a better way to And approach.
1: there's even... I mean, I, I think there's even some credence if it's like, you know... Well, like uh, uh, Game of Thrones, we all watched, except for you, (laughs) in this last episode, I'm sure you heard that Ramsay Bolton met an untimely end. Uh, I didn't, actually. Good for him. Oh, okay. Good for whoever killed him. Yeah, Jon Snow and everybody came together, and they took back Winterfell from Ramsay Bolton. And he said, uh, you know, uh, one of the big things was, you know, how he had, uh, earlier in the season, he had his dogs attack his stepmother and stepbrother. Uh Uh-huh. And ripped him to pieces okay. So he so he says at one point I can't wait to feed you to my dogs I haven't fed them all week They're starving So at the end when he's lost He's tied to a chair Sansa walks in and goes Hello Guess what's going to happen mm-hmm. And you see the dogs wander in And they're curious Because they're like Hey this is our, our master But man I'm fucking hungry And they rip him to shreds mm-hmm. And eat him He's dead Now of course that's You know What do they call that? Uh, in the, in books, I don't know. Just poetic desserts, justice? poetic justice. That's exactly what it is. So I will say, if you put a scene in your book or movie where a rapist ends up getting raped, uh-huh. I will allow that <laughs> for poetic justice. I'm not going to say it's funny, but I will say that uh, a rapist getting raped is certainly does certainly qualify as poetic justice, especially if he gets raped to death. That I'm actually down with Okay Raping a rapist to death If like rape is the way That guy gets killed I'm down with that too But I guess back to the point is Don't do a whole scene In a movie where You're afraid uh, To suck a dick Just because you don't want One in your mouth More than half the people On this planet Have had a dick in their mouth that's a fact.
0: Let's say more than half the adults on this. <laughs> okay, Let, yes. let's just to
1: be careful. Yeah, you're right because there are more children on the planet than there are adults <laughs> at any given time. So yes, that's a good point. As a good asterisk, but so it's it's not the worst thing in the world to have a dick in your mouth. Otherwise, nobody would do it. More importantly, how am I going to ask someone to put my dick in their mouth if I'm yes. going to say it's a terrible thing? Yes, right.
0: 100 with you.
1: It's a great thing. Uh, anyway, so that happened. He got in a fight with Kevin Hart And I got in a fight with Marlon Wayans So I was like, that's funny uh, So then Morgan gets up And she tells this story and, and, you know, Morgan Murphy's a very funny female comic And when she was younger She was basically like A, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for A disciple of Sarah Silverman Sarah kind of helped boost okay. her career She was a mentor Sarah was a mentor to Morgan uh, Morgan Because they're very similar And so they talked Guy asked her about dating Mark Maron Oh, right. And I said, I had no idea you dated Mark Maron. You really are the next Sarah Silverman. (laughs) Because, of course, Sarah dated people like Colin Quinn and Gary Shanling and all these people. But when I said that, I thought it was hysterical. And nobody laughed. And I looked and went to the audience and said, fuck you people. That was a great joke. And Kathy Ladman goes, oh, how very Marlon Wayans of you. (laughs) (laughs) It was the funniest thing said all night. That was the point of this story. But it was great do you go Kathy Ladman <laughs> right. Kathy Ladman fucking killed it um uh, oh are you on the internet too David? yeah I you can
0: find me at com, where you can find my thoughts on uh, the church massacre scene from the King's sure. movie uh, and all sorts of other stuff including this podcast uh, you can email me at david at com, and you can follow me on twitter at Davy Pretension uh and my check my twitter bio for my snapchat
1: um Alright, so let's talk about Big Brother briefly Now, here's the thing about Big Brother Obviously I watch it all the time And I love it But I wanted to watch the first episode Because mainly I wanted to get your thoughts Because the problem with Big Brother When you start watching it um, These people don't really have personalities They're obviously put in box You're the this, you're the that, you're the this And then they're thrown on the screen And they're literally told what to say So a lot of the shit they're saying is practically scripted they're just repeating it back because it's just starting there's nothing there later on in the show you know they they find stories and personalities and shit to to get on and then there's of course real moments in the confessional or between people or just gameplay type stuff that happens on all these type of reality shows but the worst the worst part about the show is the beginning when everyone's just trying to be fun and funny and clever and show how cool they are or uh-huh. how they're the whatever. And it's fucking excruciating. And I'm sure all the other fans, like Big Brother Super fans, watch it and go, oh my god, let's skip this and get on to the fucking game. How did it make you feel as a guy who doesn't watch the show seeing these people and their, you know... and? I gotta make sure I'm on the top of my game Because if I get voted out the first week I'm never gonna hear the end of it It's not like
0: To 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 beat Paulie and over here No one I know Besides you Watches Big Brother Right No one talked about Big Brother It doesn't (laughs) exist in the world that I live in Right And so when you've got a cast Made up entirely Of people who not only want to be on Big Brother But are all Big Brother fans And talk about Big Brother As if it's a shared language It's like watching an alien race Really It's it's, it's so insane to me That these people all like no stuff. And also to go oh, one thing I wanted to point out at the very beginning. Yeah. Not one of these people could convince me that
1: they when they found that key, yeah. that's when they discovered they were on that big yes. other house, And that was so fake. This to me. is what's so great about the show because they have done that every single season. <laughs> and no and fans of the show no there's not one fan of the show who thinks that's real. Right. We right. all know that. That's funny. Because they don't even show them all finding their keys. It's not like that's a thing. Like in the early seasons, they all were like, oh my god. And there might have been one or two who were surprised. But now we all know. Yes, of course, that's fake. This is just a montage of them all getting ready to go. Everybody knows what's happening. And some of the shit on the show, you have to just kind of accept it. Uh You know? And especially the worst part for me is when someone is clearly meant to be the something. Because... I'll give you a little behind the scenes on this show They dye people's hair They make them wear glasses To look smarter They uh Like there was this chick Michelle Noonan Who was on a few few seasons ago Who was supposed to be the female nerd Uh And she was blonde So they made her dye her hair brown Because there was already blondes in there And if you're a nerd you have to have brown hair And they made her wear glasses the entire time Even if you wear glasses You don't wear your glasses inside the house all the time Right?
0: I guess, I mean, I, yeah, no,
1: you're right, I don't, I don't. Right? You're inside your house. You don't walk around 24-7. And so, uh, and so that, and then, you know, like that kid, uh, the the kid who's Cody's brother, Pauly, Mm -hmm. I guess is his name, I think they made him dye his hair, so, because he looks so much like his brother. Okay. And his brother was just on, like, two seasons ago. Okay. So I think they made him dye his hair so he would look less like his brother. Um... And the girls, they do that all the time. We already have two blondes, dye your hair brown, whatever. That girl, Nicole... Yeah. You know, she doesn't need to wear those nerd glasses all the time. (laughs) We get it. Um, And yet... uh, But I mainly want to talk about who is clearly... Every season, there's a guy on the show who thinks he's the shit... And thinks people are going to love him. And because they don't get any back, you know... uh, Any feedback from, from people... They don't realize who they've become on the show. Yeah, that's some people do. Like the villains are like, well, I guess I'm the bad guy, and so they don't pull any punches, and they're real shitty. You know, the nice guy is like, oh, these guys are being bad guy. I don't want to be that. Now he's the comforter, the nice guy, whatever. And then there's the girl who doesn't like to fight, and then there's you know. So they kind of get into that, but there's always one guy who thinks he's the shit, thinks everybody loves him, and they don't. Yeah. Who is that guy this season? Uh, Paul with the beard. The fucking worst. He right? was so obnoxious. He's the absolute worst. Just mic mind... I, I kept calling Mrs. out into the room <laughs> to see dumb shit that he said. Just the, the his opening montage alone. First of all, you're a fucking hipster in every sense of the word. You are the. Textbook definition of hipster You have a long ass beard That you uh-huh. fucking drench in beard oil Gross Have you seen You see that In his diary room whatever's You can see it glistening yep. it Looks like he fucking fell asleep In a plate of clams casino <laughs> Fucking uh-huh. delicious um, That His shit ass haircut Is totally hipster of course, he has tons of tribal and other shitty tattoos all over his body. Refuses to wear a shirt at any moment. They Even when he says, yeah, I like to design clothes, they show him in a suit jacket and no shirt. <laughs> he's a fucking douche. And if you look at his Twitter, apparently he does everything. He's a musician and he's a designer and he loves to go to the beach. He's a fucking douche is what he is. You watch him in those competitions, even if he's not in a competition, he has to tell everybody what to do yeah, so and how to fucking do it, right? And and he thinks he's a genius, of course. He's going to fucking come in and take over everything, but I hate him. So what I've been doing is, because every season, uh, they have Zingbot come in at one point, uh-huh. who's like the insulting robot. Yeah. And it's great, because they're pretty funny. Zings, they're basically burns. He comes in and burns them all one by one. Uh-huh. To their face So they all laugh But the great thing is He'll do a real burn That everyone's been thinking Like he'll say To the oldest person In the house You realize you're 20 years older Than all these people right (laughs) But in a funny Burning way And I cannot wait For him to fucking Go after Paul Because it's going to be great I've been writing All these burns I wrote that thing About falling asleep In a play I said They cast that guy Just in case any of the Women in the house Have a not so fresh feeling (laughs) Right Because he's a fucking douche but I'm a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tweet as many zings as I can, and hopefully Zingbot will use it. Uh, maybe we'll watch that episode when the Zingbot comes in. All right. Um, Was it excruciating, or what? Did no, you find something uh, fun
0: about it? Here's, and I think because you've maybe watched Big Brother at least once before, maybe twice, but I think just once. Yeah. Um, when it's a game
1: show, it's. I like the gameplay, entertaining, you know, the right? Games. Yeah, all it's, the games are are yeah. fun. It's everything in between that that I don't care about, and that's the sad part is because once the game gets going, and there, you know, it basically gets like Survivor. The thing is, on Survivor, they have the luxury of you know being someplace cool and having shit to do. This show, if you watch the feeds, these people's lives, eighty percent of it is sitting around while the show is doing shit. They send everybody outside so they can set up a competition. Send everybody inside so they can set up a competition. Do they have a gym. These these people have they have a like, workout area in the backyard. They, they, have some clearly, machines. they clearly cast people who are in good shape. They're gonna be there three months. They gotta stay in good shape. Well, yeah. If you watch the the backyard, it has like two or three exercise machines and weights, and people are always running around and doing yoga and stuff. So yeah, there's plenty of places to work out. That's a big part of it. But unlike Survivor, much of the show where much of the show is spent getting water and living. Much of the show here is literally spent doing nothing Sitting and talking And you know sometimes devious gameplay But once it starts going Then they're spending time Talking about shit Talking about each other Talking about their strategies Talking about oh they said there's a twist What's it going to be Like you know the fact that There's a brother and a sister of past people on the show Uh You know Which is not a surprise anymore So well like in just this whole first episode Where that guy had to leave, the fat guy from Bronx, Boogie Down Bronx, where he had to leave because he lost the competition.
0: Um, That must have been in the second part. It wasn't in the first two hours.
1: No, yeah. That's how it ended. Oh, no, you're right. It was in the second episode. That's right. Because they did it as a three-parter. They did the first two parts. So you know who I'm talking about, Gene. Yeah. He was the first guy to go. But he wasn't voted out. He lost. And they said whoever loses first goes home. They have never done that before. Everyone else has been voted out either by the House or in the first season by America. So that's how they're now they're switching it up because the show's been on, what, 16 fucking seasons? Uh, and people are starting to realize how to game it like they did with Survivor. So they switch it up. But the, the show really begins when, you know, people start getting on each other's nerves and someone says some shit. And then the best is one or two people will have a bad reaction And like, start playing the game really hard uh, and like, bossing people around and making shit up and stirring shit. Or some people will just lose their shit. People have been removed from the house more than once Hmm. because they lost their shit. So the great thing about it, unlike every other reality show like that, this is live. It's happening as you see it. Obviously, it's never actually live for us. But even like they'll have one live episode uh, a week and it's... Pre, you know, it's three, three hours later for us But it is live And you can watch the feeds It's fucking live And they cuss like sailors on this fucking show Unlike other, <laughs> uh, other seasons That guy Paul Can't say a sentence without saying fuck or fucking or fucked Everything is fucked or is fucking crazy Or you're fucked It's just everything out of his mouth And so everybody else says it too This fucking thing Oh man, what the fuck And that, that girl Bronte Yeah uh-huh. Who doesn't wear glasses in real life? Apparently, the first, the first season, the first night, she lost her shit in the bathroom because that's the only place you can go where you won't be on camera. Even though there is a camera in the bathroom, nobody can see it except crew. So if you don't, if you want to do something where you for sure will not be on TV, you have to go in the bathroom and close the door. And I guess she went in there and lost her shit. You fucking bitches! And just was going off, kind of losing her shit. And then she comes out, and that was it. And they were all like, "What the fuck was that?" So she might be the crazy one. Um, But watch that on the feeds. I'm curious to hear from other people who watch the show because, like you, I don't know anybody who watches the show either. (laughs) Brooke and I, you know, it's one of the reasons we fell in love is because we were both, we bonded over American Idol and Big Brother and Survivor and all the fucking reality shows that we love. So, uh, but we'll watch it again before the season goes out so you can see how these people have changed. Okay. Uh, All right. Anything else? We want to
0: uh, well wrap week, it up. Uh, I want to watch the season two premiere of Barely Famous on
1: VH1, which is the non reality reality show. Right. Parody. With the Foster Girls. Yeah. And I want to watch uh, the new show on Netflix, Marcella. Oh with... yes,
0: I had thoughts about this.
1: Yes, already before Just... even it hasn't even premiered yet. You know what? Here, let me let me call up the um, description. Okay. Right. I thought it the, just—it's the It just seems like an average cop show to me. Exactly. Okay. Exactly.
0: Marcella Backlund left the matri- the police for the sake of her family. Only to save. Only to have her husband leave her. She returns to her job on the murder squad, investigating a case that seems disturbingly familiar to her. Okay. So it's a, it's a. This seems like a pretty serious cop drama. Yeah. When are people going to get back to using Anna Friel
1: the way that she should be? <laughs> oh, being hilarious. She's and yeah. Cute she's and and a beautiful. fucking great comedic actress. Yeah, you're right.
0: To, like Between American Odyssey and this It's like I'm sure I mean American Odyssey was not a bad show It wasn't great It was fine Yeah um, And this uh, I don't We'll see how, how I like it But when are people gonna learn How to use Anna Freel?
1: No you're right Well I mean it's It's the old problem of You know No good roles for women in Hollywood You know She was great on Pushing Daisies uh, Which you know Obviously Pushing Daisies was A fucking You know Anomaly in the world of television. It was a great show, Uh but nobody watched it. There's never been a show like it before or since. An amazing cast. There were songs in it, you know? Uh It's a a crazy premise, you know? And so, yes, there was a great role for her on that, but where else? She's not super famous. Like, do you want a pretty, funny woman in your movie? I got a hundred American ones right here and a hundred English ones that we've all heard of. No one's heard of Anna Friel it's, yeah, That's the problem That's too bad I mean eventually Hopefully she will Maybe in England she's bigger Because I don't know If you ever watched uh, you watched Little Britain before right? Oh uh, yeah yeah Well those two guys Did this other reality show Or I mean other comedy show uh, It was based on The rea- the airport reality show Or airline and they, I think here it was called Airline In England it was called airport huh. But it was just Walking around different airlines Talking to people who work there Different terminals and shit Airports um, And <clears throat> And so they did a phony one With talking to all the people And them playing most of the characters But every episode There'd be a guest Playing themselves And she, and like the English model They'd make fun of themselves Just like uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Uh, Extras or whatever So in one episode Anna Friel gets off a plane And she's bald She has no hair <laughs> And she's upset Because they've lost her luggage With all her wigs in it (laughs) And she's really funny And the guy's trying to be nice But of course She looks like a fucking weirdo Because she's beautiful She has a giant Bald shiny head And she's like Look I can't leave the airport Everyone knows I'm bold as a cubo But I was like Wow That's hilarious And You know Only English people do that But I bet there's shit There's English shows Or whatever that she was on Where she was Brilliant I mean this is A starring role In a series So what are you Going to do You you know Look at funny Like Wendy McClendon Covey I think Is a a great example Of a beautiful Funny woman Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean It took Bridesmaids Basically You know She was on Reno 911 For what Four seasons Nobody took notice It wasn't until Bridesmaids Where she wrote Most of her own Dialogue Those scenes Between her And uh, Kristen Wiig And whatever Are Mm -hmm. all pretty much Ad-libbed It wasn't until then that someone went, ah, look at her. She's thin and beautiful and super funny. Let's give her the role of a mom on a sitcom. (laughs) Even then, she's great on the show, and obviously it's very popular. But even then, that's the best they could come up for her. Yeah. You know? And and, and it's a fucking woman in Hollywood. Uh, Last week, you might remember I spoke about my favorite revolutionary sitcom, Take My Fife, Please. Yeah. Starring John Lithgow. Uh, you don't, you might not remember it. it was basically it was set uh, during the end of the Revolutionary uh-huh. War. Uh, he was a stand up comedian, which was very different back then. Comedian basically was like a truth teller, uh-huh. so he was the kind of guy who would just get up and say, Well, here, like, here like, you, yeah, yeah, right, pretty much. Like, he would stand up and say, Here's what happened, and he'd make commentary uh-huh. or whatever. But that's how people got their news, especially the common people, so uh. So they made this sitcom about it. And in the meantime, but then the great thing about the show is he'd be just a regular, like a Seinfeldish character, uh-huh. Dumb Friends or whatever. But at the end, he would do his act, in quotes, but it would be this great, stirring speech about America. So uh, I found the theme to it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play it as we go out. Okay, so listen to this. (laughs) Washington cannot tolerate threats from outsiders who might disrupt their comfortable world. The firefight started when the cowardly sensed weakness. They fired timidly at first. Then the sheep, not wanting to be dropped from the establishment's cocktail party invite list, unloaded their entire clip firing without taking aim their distortions and falsehoods. A lesser person could not have survived the first few minutes of the onslaught. But out of the billowing smoke and dust uh, of tweets and trivia emerged America!